Hello, online family. My name is Matthew Malik, and I'm the lead pastor here at Refuge. We are so incredibly glad that you chose to tune in to the Refuge official podcast today. We believe the message you are about to hear will inspire you in a very meaningful way. We believe the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work in your life. And we believe that you'll hear from him today. Please enjoy. So we're in a series about foundations. And Sam Schneider, he started it off two weeks ago, and he shared about um, building a life on the sand versus the rock. Or excuse me, you want to build your life on the rock, not the sand. But um, And then Pastor Matt followed it up last week with um, building a foundation of faith. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to those two sermons, I really recommend you to go online. Um, There's just some incredible truths that both Sam and Pastor Matt spoke that, get this, build a foundation into this series. So um, I recommend that you follow up online if you missed any of those. They were really good. But when we look at the world... And we turn on the news and we go on social media, we see visible signs of a world that is shaking. We see a country divided, polarly divided by political preferences. We see depression, we see suicide rates, we see addiction, we see joblessness, we see sickness, we see our world is absolutely shaking. And maybe you walked in here this morning And maybe or you're tuning in from home and you feel as though you barely made it in here. You barely made it here. You feel that the pressure of life and circumstances are weighing down on you so hard, you just don't know what to do. You feel like you might collapse. You might feel a little bit unstable. And I forgot to warn you, I get a little excited sometimes and I'll try not to shout, but I can't make any promises. So you might feel a little unstable. You might feel like things are shaking. Well, church, let's just take a really deep breath. Sometimes I think we need to do that. Just take a really deep breath. We're in the right place. We are in the right place. The Lord wants to establish some stability in our lives. He wants to. He recognizes. We recognize. We see what's going on in the world. He wants us to be the stability in our world. And if you don't feel that stability, you're definitely in the right place this morning because he's here. It's not about my words. It's about his words, which reminds me, I'm going to pray. So, Father, I thank you that you are here and that you are in this place, God. I thank you that my words have no significance, but it's you and what you have to say this morning and what you have to speak to us. And I thank you that you showed up at refuge at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning to meet with your people. And so, Father, we pause from the chaos to listen to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. So, when we build a house, right, we build a firm, solid foundation first. Because when we build our house, we want our house to last. And when you think about unshakable foundations, it's something that is stable. I'm really glad that I am standing on a stable foundation right now. If I had to come up here and um, speak on like a waterbed, 
well, that would be really hard uh, for me to manage, but I'm really glad that I'm on a stable foundation up here. And when we build a house, we have to lay an unshakable, stable foundation so that no matter what the storms come at, it doesn't shake. So in ancient times, long time ago, builders used what they called a cornerstone in their construction projects. And here's what this cornerstone was. It was the principal stone. It was usually placed at the corner of a structure to guide the workers in their course. The cornerstone was usually the largest, the strongest, the most precious of the stone for that structure. And get this, when they set that cornerstone, every other stone was laid in measure or in reference to that cornerstone. That's pretty cool. You know what else is cool? As long as they referenced that cornerstone while they were building their structures, that structure would build up to be stable and strong, and all the stones would be in the right place. Now, that speaks a little bit to a physical structure, but what about, what about us? What about our spiritual structure? Well, the Bible says in Isaiah 28, 16, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Now, when I listen, when I, when I read that verse and when I listen to that verse, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need not be shaken. Now, I know that they're talking about a stone, but they're not talking about a rock. They're talking about Jesus, okay? They're talking about Jesus. And church stability is found when lining up in reference to the cornerstone. Jesus is the reference. And whenever a foundation is out of reference to its cornerstone, it becomes unstable, so when we talk about an unshakable foundation, we're talking about stability. We're talking about something strong to build on. And Jesus is the firm and tested cornerstone that we can build on. All right? Now, I keep saying the word reference. When you line up in reference to a cornerstone, well, what does that mean, Amy? I'm about to tell you. Merriam-Webster defines reference as constituting a standard for measurement. So Jesus is the cornerstone, and we're supposed to reference the cornerstone. So let's lay it out there simply. He is our standard for measuring the stability in our foundation. Okay? So how do we recognize instability? We can't have an unshakable foundation unless Jesus is at the center of that foundation, unless we're building on the firm and tested stone. We have to continually align our reference point with the cornerstone to find stability. He's our measuring point. So what does that mean? Well, our foundation 
can become unstable when we're out of reference, right? And um, one of the areas that I know brings instability into my foundation that I'm going to talk a little bit about this morning is this word called feelings. And, you know, feelings are not bad. Let's set that stage. Feelings are not bad. God created feelings, and Jesus wept at the death of his friend Lazarus. He wept. So clearly, he had feelings. He displayed feelings. But our feelings and our emotions were never meant to control and to dictate our lives or our circumstances. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes... My life and my reference point, which should be Jesus, it should be the word of God, it should be his teachings, my reference point is pointing off to fear. My reference point is pointing off to depression. My reference point is pointing off to um, what I want, my desires, my things. It's all about me. And I have to take that and I have to set that aside And I have to line it up with what the word of God says, not what I feel. Because let me tell you something. If I went based off of feelings, have you guys ever seen a Jenga game? Yeah. Have you ever played Jenga? Calvin, I know you've played Jenga. I see him raising his hand over there. Life turns into a little bit of a Jenga game. You got one feeling over here. You got one feeling over there. I don't know about you. I can wake up at 6 in the morning and I can be feeling one thing. And at 6.07 a.m., I'm feeling something different. And I'm sorry to my husband. <laughs> but he is a good man. Okay? So our feelings are constantly changing. I don't, I don't feel like going to church in the morning. I don't, I mean, I do. I like coming to church, but I'm using that as an example. Okay. So I don't feel like going to church in the morning. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel happy. So I am not going to worship God. I don't feel like serving in my church. And I just have to pause here because I'm looking across the audience and I see a lot of, um, refuge kid volunteers. And to my Refuge kid, Kids volunteers, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for who is clapping for these Refuge Kids volunteers. You know what? We are helping to build a foundation of faith for your kiddos. And these volunteers show up faithfully. And I watch them interact with your kids. And it makes my heart all warm and happy on the inside to see the way that they interact with our kids. And so thank you. And then there's, there's a whole bunch of them back there right now. They're doing what they're, they're doing their part so God can do his part in here. So, um, I don't feel like some people, I don't feel like serving in my church. I don't feel like being nice to my coworkers. I don't feel like being nice to my spouse. I don't feel like forgiving that person. Guess what? You are the rulers of your feelings. They do not rule you. They do not rule you. Your feelings have to submit to the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is the word of God. Sometimes, guess what? We're human. I'm a human. I am really, really human sometimes. Really human. And sometimes I'm feeling anxious 
And sometimes I'm feeling fearful. And sometimes I'm feeling like the promises that God has promised me are not going to come to pass. And those are real things. But you know what I do? I have to line up in reference with who my cornerstone is, which is Jesus. And I have to lean into his truth. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm not yelling at you because I'm mad. I just get a little excited. Okay. And I just pause. And in that moment, Lord, I am feeling anxious. And I ask you to give me your peace. Lord, I'm fearful. And I ask you to remind me that you are with me, that your plan is greater than what my plan could ever be. And he shows up. And he shows up. And I realign with my reference point. You know, when I was a little girl, so my, my parents are um, watching online this morning. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Um, and when I was younger, and I say younger because I was not a little girl, but I was younger. I was probably 11, 10, 11, somewhere in that age range, which feels like a really long time ago. But um, when I was younger, I had crippling fear of the dark. Now, when I talk crippling fear of the dark, I could not go upstairs into the second level of our home alone without somebody up there with me at night. You guys, I was convinced, and I'm sorry, there's some kids in the audience, so, but I was convinced that someone was going to jump out of the closet and murder me. I conv- like, convinced to my core And so my parents would put me to bed. Now my parents are like faithful believers, pastors, missionaries. Like, you know, um, we're not watching crazy stuff at home that's putting that thought into my mind. So it's like, where's that coming from? But I was convinced. So my parents would come in. They'd put me to bed. They'd pray for me. Look, there's nothing in your closet. There's nobody under your bed. But as soon, boom, as that light goes out, ah, convinced. Now, my poor dear mother, I think she was just at the end of it because I would come into their room bawling in the middle of the night wanting to sleep on their floor. Now, mind you, their room is literally like a step across the hall from where my room was, but, you know, that was like the safe place. So my dear mother, probably at her wit's end with this craziness, she gave me a little card, a note card. And because I was old enough to read, which is a little bit embarrassing to admit, but I'm telling you, it was just this unbelievable fear. It was so real to me. She gave me this note card. And on the front and the back of that note card, my mom listed out scriptures about fear. Though, you know, and, and so here's what she said. She said, Amy, she said, we're right across the hall. There's nothing in your closet. There's nothing under your bed. There's nothing to be afraid of. But before, if you get afraid, before you come into our room, you have to take this card and you have to read it front and back. Okay, I can do that. I'm like a mature 10-year-old. I can do that. So, and I remember this so distinctly. I took that card and I would read out loud the scriptures written on the front and the back of that card. Let me tell you what happened. My feelings met faith. 
I didn't end up on the floor of my parents' bedroom anymore. Thank goodness. That would have been a really odd habit to keep. But I spoke into my feeling of fear the truth of what God's word says. My feelings met up with my faith. You know, I had to line up in reference to the cornerstone. Mom, I know you're watching right now. I just want to say, oh, there's the camera. There's the camera. Thank you for teaching me at such a young age how to line up in reference to my cornerstone. It's made all the difference to build a stable foundation. But what happens, right? Life, life happens. We come to church and we hear uh, good sermons and we participate in amazing worship. And then we leave. And then life happens. Our feelings bubble up. Our circumstances come to the surface. We just have to remember to line up in reference to our cornerstone. And Romans 12, 1, 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by, the, by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So basically, we're lining up in reference to our cornerstone. And in that time, as we examine the word, as we examine what the word says, we get to know him. We get to know who this God is that we encounter. And he points us to what is good. He points us to what is acceptable. He points us to what is perfect. He never intended us to go through life unguided. He, he gave us the ultimate guide to make it through this life. And it's his word. And he's telling us to renew our mind. He doesn't say, read it once, one time. You know what? There have been times I've read the Bible one time, and it has made a lasting, deep, and impactful life, or impact on my life, excuse me. But I find the continual referencing to the cornerstone is what builds a stable foundation. We have to renew our minds continually. Look at all of the things that are out there that want to take away our reference. We have got Instagram. We've got TikTok. We've got Facebook. We've got all of these things. We've got Netflix. We've got Hulu. Now, please, please. Do not get me wrong here. I have Facebook. I have Instagram. I've got Hulu. Those are good things, but those things are not our reference point. Okay? Our reference point is in the character of who God is and what his word says about our lives. Here's another thing. We find stability in his word. We have to renew our minds in his word. God's plan, we have to discern his voice. Discern it. We have to know it, to understand it. That way, when you're faced with a circumstance 
and you don't know what to do, you can know his voice and you can follow it over following what the world might be saying. I definitely don't want the Jenga effect in my life. One over here, one over there, one over there. How do you build on that? How do you build a life that stands on that? When we talk about the word of God, I, I, how, it's kind of cliche sometimes. And I'm not trying to be cliche, but read your Bible. How many times do we hear that in a church service? How many times do we hear that on a podcast or on a um, uh, whatever sermon that you might be listening to online? People, read your Bible. That is our connection. That is Jesus. That is the person of Jesus. It's not just something that, oh, check. I read my Bible today. I'm the good Christian. It's connecting with the heart of God. He wants to know you and he wants to be known by you. And he lays down a perfect foundation of how to do that in his word. Getting a little excited up here. So I have another question. When we're faced with circumstances, we're faced with um, tough things, who do we run to? Do we run to people? Do we run to our Facebook posts and our Instagrams and compare what's going on in our life to those highlight reels? I saw something... Ironically enough, you might laugh at this, I saw this on Instagram, and I thought I would share it this morning. Some of us need to stop venting and start praying because we don't need sympathy. We need strength. And thank you, Instagram, you did something good there. See, there's good things out of that stuff. But when you're walking through it, do you run over to your friend and Oh, this, 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 and this. Oh, I'm sorry. You take it to the Lord in prayer. No, please, don't get me wrong. Because we are a body of Christ. And when you're walking through something and you need somebody to stand in agreement with you, do not be ashamed to walk up to somebody and ask them for prayer. In fact, I was, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I called Pastor Deb one afternoon, out of the blue, on my lunch break, because I was experiencing fear and anxiety about something that I had not experienced in a while. And I said, Pastor Deb, I don't mean to interrupt your day. And I said, I've already prayed about this, but can you pray? Can you agree with me in prayer? And guess what happened? Instant perfect peace. Instant perfect peace. So thanks for agreeing with me, Pastor Deb. I appreciate it. Also, the other day, I had a really big day at work. I mean, back-to-back meetings all day. Pretty much out of the blue, I started feeling really ill. I was not well. And I'm looking at my calendar of what has to be done, and I'm like, I can't cancel this stuff. It's impossible for me to reschedule all of this afternoon. My husband comes in. He puts his hand on my shoulder. And in the most sincere, quick prayer, because I had about two minutes to get into my meeting, he just asked the Lord to heal me and to sustain me through my meetings. Instantly, boom. I was like, I feel better. That's amazing. That's the power. 
of aligning our reference to the cornerstone. We take our focus away from those things that try to distract us. Guess what? There is an enemy. He is real. And he wants nothing more than to provide instability to your foundation. He does not want you to succeed. He does not want you to feel stable in your foundation. He wants you to feel tossed back and forth by the wind. He wants you to feel like there's nothing that can, there's nothing that can satisfy you. He wants you caught in the pits of despair. But guess what? We do not have to be caught in the depths of despair because we have a Jesus who foresaw that this world was going to be difficult to live in. And Jesus came as a tiny, perfect little baby for us, for you, so that we don't have to deal with what this world is trying to distract us from. You know, I've referenced my husband a lot, um, but I'm really excited about being married to him. I was uh, single for like 11 years, and that was a really long time. <laughs> so I really liked being married to him. But during that time, I wasn't perfect. I felt lonely. I felt like God had forgotten me. I felt like everybody else, I mean... I had more bridesmaids dresses in my closet than I think I had regular clothes at one point because I felt like everyone else was getting their promise. Everyone else. It wasn't happening to me. And you know what? There was one point, and I remember it so clearly. I was like, Lord, I am done doing it your way because your way doesn't work. I'm doing it my own way. And I started dating someone who I knew I had no business dating. Because you know what? I've followed my heart. But let me tell you something. That is such a lie that following your heart is going to lead to happiness. You know what's in your heart? Your feelings are in your heart. Don't follow your heart. That's terrible advice. Follow Jesus. Where was I, you know, however many years ago? I needed to tell myself that. It was the worst mistake. It was the worst relationship. It was awful. After it all, I had to realign to my reference point. And um, I truly, I felt alone. I felt like God had forgotten about me. But you know what I did? I decided, I'm like, all right, God. I tried it your way, and then I tried it my way. My way clearly did not work, so I'm back to trying it your way. I know. See, instability. Whoop, whoop. And um, I had a book, and it was called 30 Days of Prayer for Your Future Spouse. And I had had this book for a long time, and I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I was like, all right, Lord, I've, I spend a lot of time asking you to, to bring my husband into my, into my life. So I'm not going to ask you again. I'm going to start praying for who he is and praying for his character. And I'm not going to ask you to bring him into my life again until, but I ask that after this 30 days, I'm going to spend the next 30 days focused in prayer for this thing. I just ask that you move. I ask that my wait be over. It was like day 
I can't remember exactly what day, but it was like day 25. Met that guy right there, right outside those doors. That one. We got married. Love it. So fun. But church, you might be in here. You might be feeling lonely. You might be feeling the pressure and the anxiety. You might be feeling that your reference point has been off. Well, this morning, the Lord is here, and he wants to establish stability in our lives. He wants you to have an unshakable foundation, so no matter what comes, no matter what happens, your house will stand. And why? Why is that important? What does it matter? Hebrews 12.27 says, This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so the only unshakable things will remain. Since we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. And you know what? There's going to be circumstances that are so far outside of our control that are going to try to completely shake the foundation that we're setting in the Lord. But if we plant our foundation in our wants and our desires and our feelings What's going to happen when those circumstances come a-knocking? I mean, I am so glad that um, I have been building into my foundation of who God is. My dad was given like a 4 or 6 or 7% chance to live a couple of years ago, and it shook my life. But... But he's alive, he's well, he's healthy. Um, God intervened on his behalf, um, and... You know, there, that was way out of my control. I had no control over cancer, but I had control over where I put my reference point and how I measured how I was feeling. All that we invest into this earth is going to be removed. And that's not supposed to sound scary because you know what that means? That means Jesus is returning one day and he's coming back for his church. And if I could have the worship team... He's coming back for his... Is it there? Oh, I, I must have bumped something. I'm sorry. He's coming back for his church. He wants you to be a part of it. Why does it matter if we strengthen our foundation? Why does it matter if we're stable or unstable? unstable? All that we invest into this earth. Think about it. How many times when you're walking through something hard, do you hear people say... This life is temporary. I've heard it. I've walked through hard things. I've heard people say, this life is temporary, Amy. And yes, we know that. But what about when you're living on top of life? You've got money in the bank. You've, built, you've got the beautiful house. You've got the awesome family. Life is amazing. All of those things, what we build our foundation. And we as a church need to build a foundation into eternity that is why when, when you align with your reference point and you continually renew your mind, you are establishing the character of God. You are establishing a prayer life. You are learning who he is in the word. Maybe you walked in here this morning and again, you feel like 
you barely made it here. You feel the pressure and storms. You feel things raging in your life. Maybe, maybe it's raging in your finances. Realign with your reference point. Pastor Matt shared on tithing. Man, if you feel instability in your finances, I encourage you to look into the word and to do a little studying about tithing. And when you take those principles in, hey, it's going to bring, bring some, um, a stable foundation into your finances. Maybe you feel like life has thrown circumstances at you and that's all that you can focus on. Maybe you feel like this is your first Sunday at Refuge and your life hasn't been focused on the cornerstone. Jesus is here. He's here. It only takes one encounter for our reference point to be realigned. And he's here and he wants to encounter you. That's the thing that is so amazing about God is he wants to know us. He wants connection with us. He didn't just create creation and is like, oh, cool. Yeah, they're kind of doing okay down there. He wants to know you. Calvin, he wants to know you. He's like, yeah, that's Calvin. I made that. And he wants to know you. And we get to know him by connecting in his word, by fasting, by developing spiritual disciplines. Man, I don't know where my life would be without prayer. I don't know where my life would be without the direction from the word of God. And he is here. He wants to know you. And he wants to help you redirect your reference point. And so if you could close your eyes with me, I'm going to pray. And if this is, this is maybe one of your first times or you've been coming for a while and you've been checking out this God and this Jesus thing, I'm going to give you the opportunity to realign your reference point. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are here, that your presence is in this place. Lord, I thank you that you are in the business of changing lives and changing circumstances. Father, forgive us for where we have turned our eyes off of you and we have placed our eyes on everything but you. Help us to realign our reference point with you. Father, help us to hear your voice in this moment. Even right now, Father, speak to our hearts. Show us the areas. Oh, Lord, show us the areas that are out of reference with you and that need to be realigned with what your word says. Show us, Lord. And you're, if you're in this place and you've made a decision that your life has been out of reference. He's here right now. He wants to redirect our lives. 
I just ask you to slip your hand up, eyes still closed. We're going to say a prayer. And if you'll repeat after me, Father, I thank you that you're here. And I ask you to forgive me of all the areas that I've missed it. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I acknowledge you as my Savior. And from this day forward, I choose to use you as my reference point. Thank you, Lord. You know what? I've been saying the word reference a lot this morning. I've been saying um, measuring. It's okay to compare when we're comparing to the Lord, but it's not okay to compare when we're looking at other people and compare ourselves to other people and compare ourselves to a highlight reel and compare ourselves to all of these other things that only leads to more depression. It only leads to more anxiety. But when we line up with our reference point, church, you cannot go wrong with an unshakable foundation because there will be storms. There will be circumstances outside of our control. But when you establish in that firm and tested stone, it may shake, your world may shake a little bit, but he is truly unshakable. So I thank you for um, allowing me to be here this morning. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Refuge Official Podcast. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to receive from the Lord today. If you chose to give your life to Jesus today or would like to find more of our content, we would love for you to get connected with us on our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing week.